Hello, and welcome to the Haven Underground Podcast, where two guys talk about beer, sports, and whatever else comes to their mind. I'm your co-host, Jimmy. And I'm Clayton. And now let's get started with today's episode. All right, so let's get started here. So our first segment for the evening, we're going to taste test two Jameson limited editions. What are they, Clayton? Uh, first here we have a Jameson Castmates Irish Whiskey. It is a finish in craft beer barrels. Um, stout edition. So whatever, however you make a stout out of a whiskey, that's that's how this is supposed to be. So like we said, this is the limited edition Jameson. The stout edition, it says, with notes of rich coffee, smooth chocolate, and butterscotch. So we, we poured a... A little bit here in the glass. We're going to taste test it and then uh, give our remarks. So there we go. Cheers. Cheers. So what do you think, Clayton? First first taste? Well, it's Jameson. It's, it's definitely Jameson. I'll be honest with you. I don't – I can't tell the difference between that and regular Jameson. I, I, I kind of agree. I mean, I'm not – I've had Jameson before, but not, mm-hmm. I'm going to call myself a Jameson connoisseur. Um, but I saw this at, at the liquor store this evening and figured, hey, let's uh, let's taste this out on our first segment here. Um, from, from a price standpoint, for those that might be looking at price, this one was $28 a bottle. Um, and then we'll get to our second Jameson that we're going to taste test, and that one was around the same price. I think you bought a yeah, – it says it's supposed to have – uh, rich flavors of coffee, chocolate, and butterscotch. I think this bottle that you bought, they forgot to put those flavors in. Because I'm sorry, that's just straight up Jameson. And and this from a guy that loves whiskey, and, and would say that I'm pretty good about my whiskeys, but I'm just I'm good. It doesn't do anything for me. And it's it's a lower proof too. So uh, this one is 80 proof. Um, so right there in the in the middle. So. The other one's a lower proof there. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, if you're going to make something that says stout edition on it and make it a limited edition, charge a little bit more for it, I'm not I'm not getting any of those taste notes. No. Like, I want to I wanna taste that coffee, chocolate, and butterscotch. Like, yeah. even if it's just a little bit. So I, I, th- I think what a lot of it is is a lot of, uh, a lot of liquors and, and different sorts of uh, – spirits and things are starting to dabble into the craft game a little bit because they're just getting blown out of the water by craft beers so they're all trying to come up with these different like different styles and different brews and trying to trying to get a little more variety out there but it's just that that doesn't do it for me they didn't they didn't nail it man sorry jameson yeah your castmates doesn't do it for me your marketing ploy jameson works but uh your taste review it's it's not doing us here so uh, let's take a quick break just while we pour our next uh, Jameson, and we'll be right back for you here. All right, and we're back here. We just poured our second taste test of the evening. We have the Jameson Cold Brew. Go ahead and give us a note here, Clayton. All right, so this one, uh, we got the Jameson Cold Brew uh, Whiskey and Coffee. Um, just says it was natural cold brew coffee flavor. Limited edition notes of toasted oak and dark chocolate, and just by smelling it, I can smell that 
coffee. Yeah, sharp coffee kind of yeah. kind of taste. It, and whenever we poured it too, we took a look at the color, and it, it looks like a whiskey with coffee added to it. Whereas that yeah. other the stout edition, it was the it color was, is a lot darker. Yeah, it's a lot darker. It What's the proof darker. on this one? Uh, this would be this is an eighty proof. So eighty proof as well. Yeah. And about the same price as the other one. I think one was a little bit cheaper than the other, but right in the high twenty dollars here. Um. So let's go ahead. Let's yeah, give this a little a taste. Yeah. Mm. That's good. That is good. Yeah, it has a, has a lot of coffee in it. Now that is something that I could I can enjoy on my way to work. Sit back, coffee. coffee. You, well, you could you could do that. If, while, I'm ride, while, if I'm riding a bike or yeah. walking. I mean, riding a bike technically sometimes. Eh, that could so be also a walking to work. Yeah, you're I walking. You're walking to work. You're yeah. walking to uh to class maybe i don't know Ooh, that's um, a good idea. It, it's a good idea i i don't recommend it maybe if you're a grad student right yeah yeah like yeah. taking math like yeah. 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 yeah yeah this is a this that's is a good. nice nightcap that's good isn't it nightcap yes. right yeah right so, after a good meal you have a little dessert in one of these yeah Ooh. yeah that like a like a i don't even know like you want to eat like a some sort of fancy french bagel or something with a little bit of a little bit of cream cheese on top now now we got an irish whiskey but we went to a french bagel i'm a man of culture yeah what well, well done yeah yeah all right do you, are the french known for their bagels i know the jewish sure. are there so maybe a jewish bagel a french crawler whatever that or I don't croissant know. yeah sure yeah okay yeah like this this will go good with anything you're eating french toast French toast, French man. Toast. That's the or some French fries. Some French fries, yes. Yeah, this will probably go good with yeah, both of those. Yeah, I'm good. No, I, this I, is, I like that. It's a, this I, is very good. I feel like that'd be something that'd be good in, um, like if you like the coffee flavored ice cream. Ooh. And you want to make like a like, like a, a milkshake? Up, yeah, like a juiced oh. up coffee milkshake. Like a vanilla bean coffee yes. whiskey. Yes, that would be good with some vanilla bean. Oh my gosh. I'm all about it. <laughs> I, I guarantee that's at one of your top restaurants. If it's not, They've it got should it. be. That's They've gotta got be it. the new hit of the summer. I'm all oh, about yeah. it. I, I like it. I I like it. I would drink that. I drink that all day. It's it's very good here. I'm all about it. Um do I I mean it's gonna it has that Jameson finish to it. It does. It does. But it's yeah, yeah. It's much it's more fresh. much more meeting the expectations than our last yeah, Jameson, you redeemed yourself with the uh, with the cold brew coffee, but I will say the, the castmate stout edition, it's not doing it for me. Yeah, it's not. It's still good, Jameson, but it's just it's it's not a stout edition. So yep. So there's our not doing it for me. There's our remarks there to Jamesons. If you're walking to the liquor store now or you have a fun weekend planned, I recommend picking up some of that Jameson cold brew. Yeah. Well, I think uh, let's take another short break here, and we'll be back and see what else pops into our head. All right, and uh, we're back here. So I guess this is since this is our first podcast, we should probably give a little background as to why we got into this. So basically, it was a long 18-hour drive down to uh, down to New Orleans back what, in January. What were we going to New Orleans for? We went down to the national championship game. At the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Like, I don't know. It was like <laughs> Oregon State, and like like Illinois or something. I don't know. I think I think yeah, it was something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, it was probably like it was the Steelers 
It was definitely probably like the Steelers and Patriots. and like the Arizona Diamondbacks or something. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. No, no. Yeah, I, I will say so. First, it was the first game out of the that was like outside of Big Ten play that you know, college football game I've ever been to. It was a like good old Clemson and LSU this year's powerhouses for college football. And I will say that anybody that tries to make an argument that like just try to compare uh, conferences and like how they play. I will say that a big game like that, those teams played like pro teams. Yep. I mean, there was no like like every once in a while you go to like a you know you go to a pit game or you go to yeah Temple or you know, some, something yeah you know, something else in another conference and it's almost like it's like a higher little bit higher scale uh, high school game but just a little bigger audience stuff. But I'm telling you, those guys don't play down there in the SEC. And it sucks because as a Penn State fan, but it sucks. It's a but, whole another ball game, absolutely and. Great game, great game. Congrats again. Probably the one millionth congrats to LSU for winning that one. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we were we were on a ride down there, about 18 hours. Yeah. We were going down to volunteer, help out a little bit. Um, and we had a lot of time to fill, a we lot did. of time to stay awake. So we, we listened to a lot of music, a lot of different types of music to make everybody happy. And then uh, we started listening to some podcasts just to switch things up a little bit. So we listened to some Barstool Sports, some Pardon My Take, um, some other sport podcasts there. We listened to some Wine and Crime. Yep. That's one of my wife's favorites there. So Go Wine and Crime. Wine and Crime. Yeah. Those ladies got it right. They know what they're doing. They got it down. That's why we're still in the, the – uh, we're replacing the wine with Jameson. And some beer here. Yeah, and the thing is, though, I don't think if we compared apples to apples as to how much wine got drank on that oh, show. Oh yeah, yeah. We're I, we're no, way more appropriate. There's no yeah. There's no way we could. There's no way we could keep. Oh up. yeah. There's, there's no way. Shout out to those ladies. They're doing the wine and crying. You're killing it. Wine and cry. Listen to it. Literally. But yeah, and we 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 had the idea. It's like, hey, we could do this. Let's like, sure. get some ideas here. Let's uh let's start our own podcast. So uh, that's that's exactly what we did, and I mean, with COVID nineteen happening, had a little bit extra time, a little bit, just extra, a little bit, just a little bit, a little bit, a, a little bit of home time where it's like you can't do anything else. Let's start a new hobby. Yeah. Um, so we purchased the equipment, and I mean, I had no idea what we were looking at. Clayton over here might have had a little bit more, yeah. but we we probably got the first thing that popped up in the Google search, and figured we'd give it a try. We had to buy a few extra things because the podcast startup is not, in fact, a podcast startup. So anyone that's looking to start a podcast, if you're going to go buy a podcast starter kit online, please, please, please do a little research and studying yep. up on exactly what you need and make sure that the kit either has all of that mm -hmm. or you are at the same time purchasing any additional gear that you need. Yeah. Because at the time, I had a general idea of what we needed and yep. stated it was all in this kit. But it definitely was not. I think I made at least two or three other purchases from Amazon to try to get the appropriate uh, and wiring and stuff down. And it was all pretty much like cords that they didn't give, but they gave extra cords and stuff. Right, so right. It, it might seem like a foreign language, and it probably still does for us here. This is our second, our first official podcast, but our second go at it here. We had a right. little trial run, but uh, we got her up and running. And uh, yeah, so we, we got the stuff. We tinkered around with it, tried to figure out like what type of software and everything, and then we're like, "Hey, man, let's 
But tell you what, Let's anybody can do this. Absolutely. And, and I mean, honestly, I mean, I thought it was going to be a lot more intricate than what it is. But honestly, just getting some recording equipment, um, you know, downloading whatever software. There's so many different softwares out there you can get, you know, for recording. Um, and then, yeah, just just uploading it to whatever platform. Yeah. It's so. pretty simple. So. But no, so I, I think I think it was a good idea. It's a good way to, to spend a little bit of time during the quarantine. Yeah, and it's fun. It's fun. We, we think we're both fun people, charismatic maybe, maybe some more than fun. others. I think I'm more charismatic. Yeah, I'm not very charismatic, but I like to talk sometimes. And yeah, you just got to get in your element. You yeah, got to yeah. 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 talk about beer on. and booze and sports, right? Yeah. So I mean, That usually gets me going. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's how we came about it. I mean, Clayton, do you want to tell us a little about about yourself here uh, for the audience? Let them know who you are. So, if you know me, you know that I am I'm a I'm a beer drinking, booze guzzling, sport talking, hard working, just a good old boy. And he's he's country, folks. Yeah, he's uh, country. Um, yeah. No, I am. I'm about come country is about as about bad as it gets. Um, and then if you don't know me, I'm a beer drinking, booze guzzling, sport talking, you know, hell of a good time, you know, kinda of, kinda of guy. And his wardrobe is only camo, cowboy boots, and the occasional flannel. Yeah. For yeah. weddings and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I wear flannel on special occasions like yeah. weddings, funerals, things like that. Um, engagement parties. I don't wear camo all a, a, a no. all the time. I'd say I say out of a seven day week, I'd probably wear camo at least yeah, at least three days a week. So not the majority, but close. But close yeah. to half. So we're thinking like a thirty five percent, forty percent kind of time. I don't, I don't know how to do math, so you got. Yeah, I mean, it sounds close. Yeah. What about what about what about you? For people that don't know you. Well, I mean, the whole idea of getting getting the podcast we talked about, and then. Like some of the topics and such were like, hey, let's review some some beer, maybe some bourbon, do some of that. Um, it, it goes back to really moving around the country a little bit. Yeah. Where going back after I graduated college, I moved down to Alabama, met some great people down there that were craft beer drinkers, bourbon drinkers. So you had to have met some other good old boys like me. I, I mean, some good old boys. And then it, I was in the deep south Alabama. Where, like, oh. the farther south you go, it's kind of like Florida. So you go farther south in Florida, they're kind of more like country. Right. Not right. country. You right. know what I mean? Not like redneck, like just rich white people that are country, you know? Um, so, yeah, I got to know a lot of them. Got to know a really cool guy. He was a lieutenant colonel in the Army. Look at him. Retired. And, uh, Great, great guy. Great guy. And he got me into some really good whiskey. So Jameson might be in his cabinet, but it's probably more towards the bottom where it's more at the top of our cabinets, right? It's more of a top shelf for us, but it's towards the bottom yeah. of his. He's drinking some higher end. Well, high, high really top shelf stuff. for me is like Bush Light. Yeah, back to your Bush Light. But, uh, it, it, and he's, he smokes a lot of the stogies, oh, like yeah. some high-end um, cigars. Well, he probably rows a boat right across the Gulf there to Cuba to uh-huh. get some good stuff. Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. I can see. And then, uh, and some craft beer drinkers too. Yeah. So like, like going around to the different cities, um, 
being a tourist, you want to you want to try the local city flavor and the breweries there. So that's really where I got into it. And then I moved to Cleveland, and a lot of great breweries there within Good walking distance. Here. So it's like, let, let's start each segment with that, and then go into what's natural for us and talk about some sports. And then I mean, let's throw in some stuff like uh, whatever's the hot topic or yeah. whatever's on our mind, and where conversation goes. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. So uh, we'll see how it goes. We're going to take another quick break here, and then uh, we'll get back to our main topic here of our four favorite albums. Yeah. All right, and back. So next here, we, uh, we both kind of made a list um, of four of our favorite albums, no matter what genre. Um, four albums that you could listen to the whole way through over and over again. Yep. So four albums that you can listen to on repeat. On repeat. On repeat. What well, you go? Th- you go ahead with your with your uh, your four. All right. So we're going back to the early 2000s on this one. This was probably the first CD that I ever purchased, and with that, it was the edited version, as my parents called it, the Walmart version, <laughs> and it is. It is 50 Cent, Get Rich, or Die Trying. That's a classic. A well, classic. to me, it's a classic. To you, you were born, right? Did you have the CD, too? I didn't have it, yeah. but I had a few songs from it, and it was like, it, but it, to me, it was more so like, there's four songs on there that I could just throw into a playlist, you uh-huh. know? So, name them. Name them. Let's see how good you I are. I can't name them. Though. You can't I do them? Right now, I'm Name just, one. I'm, I, I couldn't do it. You can, I can, no, not I'm one? So remo- I am so removed. It's, it's see, like with like the biggest rap, fifty cent song. I couldn't tell you with rap and oh. with rap and hip hop. I am more so like I gotta hear it, and then even so, I still probably can't tell you the name because okay. I, I just know them by sound. You're gonna kick yourself, okay? So the big one was in the club. Okay. So fifty cent okay. in the club. Um, another, probably the second biggest one on there was PIMP. Right, so PIMP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty One Questions was another big one on that. Um, those are probably the three biggest ones that made the radio. In that, honestly, I don't think any of the other ones did. But this was going back to middle school days. High school dances mm-hmm. was whenever this came out. So oh, like yeah. hanging out with your friends and playing a little in the club yeah. at the uh, the Catholic dance, yeah. right? Um, and yeah, it's it's honestly one that legit I still listen to. Not the explicit or the explicit version now, not the Walmart yeah, version. You graduated, but you up the ranks. There's just so so many good lyrics. It's yeah. lyrically correct. It's definitely hard. It's um well one of the songs on here is "What Up Gangsta," so it's definitely gangsta. Um, and yeah, so that's that's my first pick. So what about you? First pick. First pick. Um, so. My number one is going to be from my guy, Eric Church. Oh, your boy. And I had to go with the Chief album, 2011. Yeah. So it's hard for me with Eric Church because I I love everything about that man. And he is – I can say – I can at least listen to 75, if not all, of every album of his. But the the Chief album has got to be – has got to be the one I close to over and over again. Yes. And, like, you have your classics, Springsteen, mm-hmm. Homeboy, Jack Daniels. Um, of course, like, the one that me and the buddies always sing at the bar, Drink in My Hand. 
Yeah, but creeping. They just there's not a bad song. I on think that album. legit. At least all the songs that you said, they all made it to the radio. You're right. And we're big on the You're radio. Right. Na- name them from one down. What from do we got? Okay, you got creeping. Yep. Drinking my hand. Mm-hmm. Keep on. Like Jesus does. Hungover and hard up. Homeboy. Country music Jesus. Jack Daniels. Springsteen. I'm getting stoned. And then over when it's over. I can safely say that every song on there but one. I'm gonna go crazy about if I hear play it in a bar. I I couldn't agree more with you. And that one, and honestly, I'm secretly gonna go crazy about. I feel like I knew you were gonna put this on your list, and it easily could have made mine because every one of those songs, I could safely say I know every word to. Yeah. And going even deeper on a on an emotional romantic level here, like Jesus does, was my wife and I's first dance. Really. Oh, you Straight have told up. me this. Yeah, you have yep. told me this. That was our first dance. Easy decision for us, too. I know a lot of couples might have a little debate there. It's like, yeah. oh, what are we going to dance to for our first song and everything? And, yeah, and going back, whenever I was still in Alabama, mm-hmm. that was one of my wife's and I's first concerts. was an Eric yeah, Church concert down in Alabama. Yeah. Probably, to this date, top two, maybe top three Concerts up in yeah. Eric Church, man, he kills it. If not the best. See, my my big thing, and you'll you'll once you hear the rest of my albums, I think you'll understand. But like my big thing with music, from playing music, playing many different instruments all growing up, and just being a big music guy, I'm all about the lyrics. I'm a mm-hmm. sucker for a great lyricist, and I'm really picky about my music and the lyrics. Like there's your generic cookie cutter lyrics that like. Most modern country has, and like most and, modern and rock like has. any song today, they're yeah. all the they're same. All no, no lyrics. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of lyrics, and and I will say on my, if I had to make a list of lyricists, um, Eric Church is definitely. I have a flip flop between one and two, which we'll talk about later, but but he's definitely top two. He's one of my favorite lyricists, and I would listen to that man. It's kind of like it's like kind of like how you'd love to hear Morgan Freeman narrate almost anything in your oh life. Oh my god! I would love to have Eric Church yes. narrate almost anything. Yes, life. great what, lyrics. What do you got too? What do you got too? Great lyrics. Um, so number two, I'm going kind of down the timeline here. So the 50 Cent Get Rich or Die Try, and like I said, that yeah. was like middle school for me. Okay. So we're going to high school now, yep. and we got Kanye West yep. graduation. Kanye West graduation again. I could listen to this album to this day on repeat, mm-hmm. and I still do. I I asked the Alexa to play it, and she plays it for me. So, so some big ones here. A lot of them, of which probably made the radio here. So we got Good Morning, we got Stronger, um, Good Life, Can't Tell Me Nothing, um, Drunken Hot Girls is one that I don't think made like the radio, but it's another good one. Flashing Lights. Is was um, homecoming, Big Brother. It's just a lot of great songs on there, and Kanye West still still making some good music, right? But I don't think he's topped this album. See, I am not a huge Kanye or hip hop rap guy, mm-hmm. but I will definitely say that old Kanye better than new Kanye. I agree. But I'm like he, he has a few songs though. now that are like catchy, but they're not. 
but go I, back to the lyrics. Got, and the stuff he's got now, yeah, it's all, before it was good lyrics. Now it's more so stuff that sounds catchy for the radio. Yeah. That are going to get people suckered in. He, he, he went with the trends. He follows it. He's still popular. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, good for him. I mean, he found a way to do it. But, yeah, I I, I would definitely agree with that. I. It's a good one, man. Listen it to good, it. it Listen to one. it. Refresh your memory there. Because I almost forgot about it going yeah. back a couple months ago. And then it's like. I want to listen to some Kanye yeah. West. And I went back to my high school. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, man. almost forgot about yeah, this. That's, that's good. Man, it's, good. It's great, man. It's good. It's good. Well, for my for my number two, I really threw it back. I, uh, I threw it back into the 80s. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, and I had to go with some Metallica. Oh, and boy. And I had to go with some Master of Puppets. Now, this is hard for me because growing up being in a band – I was, we, we always played rock, 80s, 90s stuff, and Metallica was like our go-to. We were all big Metallica freaks. Nice. And I used to always say that, like, their first couple albums, you know, Master Post being their third, but, like, their first two albums, like, gold, you couldn't touch them. But I think, I think lyrically and on an emotional level, Master of Puppets is where it's at. Last album before their bassist gets tragically killed in a car accident, and it's like, it's just, it's classic. You got Battery, Master of Puppets, um, Orion, Disposable Heroes. Like, you just, you can't beat it. So, so my knowledge with Metallica, mm-hmm. it's definitely not up to snuff in that. Um, but if a song came on, I could probably recognize it. I would probably like it and such. So, do you think we could play our fans a song here? Or do you think maybe not? I don't know. What do you want to do? You just want to play it on the mic? Just pick pick the most popular song on there. The most popular song on there is probably Master of Puppets. Let, give it a 15-second play. Let's see. Let's see if we can do that. Well, that's classic riff right yeah. there. You, you can hear that on the radio, and that's, yeah, that's where it's at. So are you playing this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we should jam this thing. This is a bit of our thing. I played a lot of games a couple times at the university. Yeah? Yeah. And, uh, what's the auditorium? Sloan. Sloan Auditorium. Yeah. Okay. You hear that? You hear any metalhead hears I riff on the radio and they immediately, they immediately rip their jeans and immediately rip their jeans and freaking put on a slayer shirt and just like rock out. Rock out. Sorry, headbanging. So that's your number two. That's my number two, man. I can can go back and it's weird because I. Most of the time now I listen to a lot of country mm-hmm. and, and and some more modern rock, but like I'll always throw it back in Metallica. No, That's where it's at. What do you got? We got three. So my third pick, going down the timeline. We're in college now for me, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. And my kind of party by Jason Aldean came out. Yeah. Okay. So my kind of party, Jason Aldean. That's my college. Listen to on repeat. My roommate. No kidding had this playing in our apartment since the album came out to the end of the semester just on repeat non-stop all the songs and they're good man like i didn't hate it and that was like back in like the heart of my my country mm-hmm. days where i was hunting fishing and loving every day you know as luke bryan says yeah, there see, but you threw luke bryan in there and you just ruined it oh yeah but he's all right he puts on a good concert too well, i'm glad he, he put on a good concert you just, he can't make good music yeah, he's all right. He's all right. There's a few good ones there that you could, you could, 
Listen to yeah, yeah, I guess there's a couple. Of yeah, games. he's got. But some. like Jason Aldean is like Muckley Creek Water. You like that song? Oh, you yeah. like that but song? Like Jason Aldean, though, he's got before that album came out. All of his, I've loved all of his albums, and they've mm-hmm. all been fire. But that album was like the first, like, like kick in your face. Like this is like a party we're here for. He's like, I'm here. Like I'm here. I'm here, and I'm, I'm Jason like, Aldean. You're right. Exactly. You're gonna come to my concert. Oh yeah, I love it. I, I've been to three or four different Jason Aldean concerts, and it's just, it's a blast. They man. good? Oh, they're good. He knows how to put on a show. So, my favorite song on the album. What's your favorite song on the album? Let's see what you say first, and then I'll. Uh... Um, I gotta say, I gotta give you three. Okay. I gotta give you three. So one so, to three. So one to three is gonna be my kind of party. Yep, my kind of party number one. Yep. Okay. Okay, and then Flyover States. Yeah, that's a good one. Number two. That's a good one. And then Tattoos on This Town. Tattoos on This Town. And if you had oh. to throw, if you had to throw a third one in there, I would throw um, Texas Was You. Texas was you. Texas was you. You like your Texas, huh? I I, I do. Yeah. I used to hate that place, but it's yeah. just kind of being a part of me now the last couple of years. So for those that don't know my buddy Clayton over here, he does uh, some summer work down in the Texas heat, doing a little electrical. Shout out to all my uh, amigos down in Pecos, Texas. Yeah. In the, uh, the, the rear end of the universe down there. Hottest place in America, I would say. Yeah, so I'm not happy. So picking picking my top top on the album here of my kind of party, the ones that you didn't say, I ain't ready to quit. That's a that's a see that's what I'm saying. It's that was tough. that was it's literally tough. like our theme song there, yeah. where we were like college students that were yeah. super country, you know. And there's there's a line in it where it's like something about a marble red. Yeah. Right, and it's like I ain't ready to quit because every eighteen just because, year old smoke yeah, and just because we listened to this album on repeat, me and my buddy never smoked a cigarette in our day. We went out and got a pack of Marlboro Reds just and tried to smoke. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, That's so awesome. only pack of cigarettes bought, and I think we probably had that pack of cigarettes for like two months, mm-hmm. but uh, we we had to do it, and yeah, we got church to. pew yeah. or a bar stool. Yeah. That's another good one. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on Jason Aldean here a little bit on this song was quite honestly probably the second most popular song on the album and one that we didn't say yet but the Dirt Road Anthem man yeah see my my here's my thing with Dirt Road Anthem mm-hmm. love the song loved it when it came out but it's just it's one of those ones that so many people have covered it and it's been so play overplayed that it's like now when I hear it I'll listen to it. But I'd be very tempted to hit the skip button, change the channel. Yeah, I. Just because it, he did it with, what, did he do it with Nelly too? The remix was it Nelly or was it uh, um, Luda? There's two songs there. It was with. No, I don't. I don't. I don't remember. I know. The, no, he I know, didn't. Maybe. I know. Um, I might be mistaken there. I know um, there was a couple different country. He did a couple of remixes with country artists, yeah. and they did one with like Cole Ford and stuff. Yeah. But like, it's just it's one of the songs where like. It meant it had it, you know, struck an emotional nerve with me when it came out. But then after everybody and their brother did it, and also some hard times of maybe not want to think of the song anymore, it just it's just one of those songs where I can skip now. But I would definitely, it's definitely in the top five. And that's the thing with me too is I was a big Brantley Gilbert fan. Yeah. And it was that's his song. Did, but... That was his song, and uh, I heard him sing it before with Colt Ford. Yeah. And I heard 
that rendition of it before I heard Jason Aldean, yeah. and I'm like, I like I like Brantley Gilbert's better. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but still, still a good song. Still and a good great song, album. Great that was album. that was my college album. Hundred percent. So great album. number three, your turn, buddy. I'm lo- okay. So anyone that knows me now knows that uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Luke Combs guy. Um, he is he's my guy, and he, he's probably if not the he's definitely in top three hottest country artists right now. He just cannot put out a bad song, and his it, it, it took a while. And the thing I was a Luke Combs fan before he even came out with like his first full album. So when he started dropping EPs and just posting videos on YouTube and stuff, like I was sold. I was like, oh, this guy's got to make it. Now he's just he's a superstar. I mean, you go down and list all the songs on here. I don't know if you know any of them by name or whatever, but like Lonely One, Beer Can, Hurricane, one number. Like I could go on and on. I mean, my top. My top's probably definitely right. Houston, we got a problem. Don't tempt me, and probably, probably Hurricane. Yeah. It's just they're they are songs that he's he's he does so good at one song that gets you in the feels, and then you're all down. The next song, it's like you know what. You know, screw her, screw that situation. We're moving you know, on, we're, brother. We're moving on, we're, we're good, things are great. And then the next song is going to make you want to sit there and drink a case of Bush Light. And it's, just, it's, it's, it's awesome. And he's a, he's a great up-and-coming artist. And his last album that he put out is the same way. I mean, not a not a bad song on I could listen to it all day long. But but I think he's going to be he's gonna be around for a while. Yeah. I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to say that there's going to be a new country artist that is going to last, you know, as long as, like, George Strait or Alan Jackson or Tim McGraw or any of those guys, but I think he's going to be around for a while, and I'm excited to, yeah. I'm excited to see what that, what's yeah. going on. No, knowing you for as long as I did, Clayton, that you, you've got a little man love for your boy Luke. I do, I do, I do. And uh, I, I can't get over every time you go to a Luke Holmes concert and I see you on the Snapchat, right? You're all dressed yeah. up like him. Yeah. Wearing like the same outfit yeah. as he's wearing that day, so, and getting mistaken for Luke Combs so and getting all the girls to ask so for like, pictures. Great, so like great story. Like before Luke Combs, like kind of first came out, he had a signature like Columbia black fishing shirt, you know, PFG fishing gear. Um, I had a little bunch of Columbia fishing shirts like that. I had black, navy, yeah, coral blue, the peach, the white. I had all them. I used to wear them all the time. Because it was you know, every day in summer, I'd be out fishing. I used to wear that stuff. Then Luke Combs started wearing the black one, so it was like, okay, like now I can't wear this because people are gonna think I'm copying them. But now, and in no disrespect to Luke or anyone, but like I've been last couple of Luke Combs concerts I went to, I had a little longer, straggly beard like him. Um, I'll put on a you know semi flat bill hat and throw on the black fish shirt and go by. I think last concert I was at, I think my buddy counted over twenty some people that. Thought I was Luke Combs. Like, I've signed girls' shirts. I've, like, I've taken pictures with people and everything. And, of course, it's always funny because it gets worse the later you get in the concert because the more beer that gets flowing, you know, the more the mind starts going. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, 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 what can I say? I'm a fan. I mean, promoting the guy. Promote He's self-promoter. Heck yeah. Very talented artist, yeah. for sure. What are you, what, what's your All favorite? right. So, we just graduated college. Yeah. And we're moving on. Oh, boy. And Chris Stapleton just hit the stage. Ooh, Chris Stapleton, my Traveler. Shout out to the wife on this one again. She bought me the actual CD when CDs weren't as popular. But my wife was always... What's a CD? Yeah, what is a CD? What's it's like a around this thing you put in and it plays music. No. 
Yeah, yeah. That's is what that, it's can I put that into an iPod? It's, it's like an album, right? Do I slide that into my iPhone? Yeah, that's how you do it. Oh, okay. But uh, cool with that. even before they work, yeah, she was all about having the CD, and so she got me the CD and straight up listened to it on repeat for probably a year. It was I have a six CD changer in my car. Yeah. That was one of the six that were in there. I only listened to that one yeah. for like a year straight. So all the traveling I was doing between Cleveland and PA. This thing was on repeat, yep. and there's just so many good songs. And he probably won every award that year and the yeah. next. Yeah, that, that year that album dropped, he was the man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we don't have statistics here, but probably one of the most awarded albums. And I would, yeah, I would definitely say that was probably either the most purchased or most streamed album that year, 100%. And, and it goes, he falls in line. He's, again, in probably my top. Top five for yeah. songwriters out yeah. there. I mean, because I mean, the guy's been doing it for years, writing songs for other artists. Mm-hmm. Finally, you know what? Put out your own thing. And his wife too. His wife is a is a one hell of a songwriter and an artist herself. And I think she just put out an album. Yeah. I think she. she I can't remember. If she put out like an EP and a couple songs. Or she put out a full album. But nice. So what's your what's your so, you know, like top three songs? So I have now? to go down through the whole list because I really do love each one of these songs like Give it to me. like they're my child's so we got the first one the album name here so traveler we got fire away tennessee whiskey mm-hmm. so tennessee whiskey was probably one of the bigger ones there parachute whiskey and you nobody to blame more of you when the stars come out daddy doesn't pray anymore might as well get stoned that's a good one too oh, yeah. i do like that one was it 26? Another great one. The yeah. Devil Name Music, Outlaw State of Mind, Sometimes I Cry. So, like, straight up, anytime I hear one of their songs on that album, because I listen to it so many times on repeat, whenever another song plays by another yeah. artist, I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, what is that? Yeah. That's not the next song here. Yeah. Like, I start singing the next song yeah. on that album. Yeah. Straight up. The thing, the thing I like about Chris Stapleton is he's, he's got, he's got that soulful, you know, kind of a little bit of blues, a little jazz, you know, kind of, kind of sense about him. Great voice. Just an amazing vocalist, an amazing songwriter, Mm -hmm. and I, yeah, I. And it it kind of goes back to, maybe not country western. Yeah. But it goes back to, the soul of country music. You know, folk, like it's folk, whatever it's called. There's so many feels going yeah. on in each one of the songs. Like he puts everything into he, it, man. He can make you emotional any song. Mm-hmm. He, he he has found a way to make songs emotional and a way to touch them on a you know, touch you on a deeper level. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So that's my last pick. That's that's your four. I, yeah. That's a solid. That's a solid four hours. It's a good list, man. To you. I, I'm all over. I'm good. I'm good with that. From Kanye to Fifty yeah. to Jason yeah. Aldean to yeah. Chris Stapleton for so, the win. So my fourth, my fourth and final album, we're gonna drop it back to like 2004. Oh boy. Okay. How old were you in 2004, Clayton? So I'd have been five, six. I'd have been like nine. Oh boy. Been like nine, ten years old. And I think about 10 years old was about the, the time where, like, I had a better understanding of music and listening mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. just for the lyrics. And yeah, because you're, you're a musical person, a musical background yeah. and everything, yeah. man. So, yeah, but, shout I, th- I think that's when – I think this album 
for a lot of different reasons kind of struck me and it's it's a classic everybody knows for a couple songs but i gotta go green day american idiot oh nice so i like it so i'm i'm a huge green day fan and green day was my favorite band and i would say still probably is my favorite band of all time um and not so much because of like the punk rock attitude kind of kind of mantra they got going on but for the lyrics yeah billy joe armstrong is the greatest songwriter and greatest lyricist of all time. Wow. More so than all the ones you just mentioned before. Yes. Yes. I, I would do anything to have an hour sit down and write a song with Billy Armstrong. And it goes back to even before this album, when they were started playing in 92, 93, even late eighties, um, when they started as a band, their first, you know, their first handful of albums, I think American Idiot was like their fifth album, yeah. fourth, fifth album. Their early stuff, it sounds, it's like raw punk, but it's just the lyrics are just amazing. This this album, I mean, just from like top to bottom, and it's a lengthy one. You know, they got like the four or five songs on there that are kind of doubled up and go like seven minutes long and stuff, but, but it's... It's good. I mean, top to bottom, American Idiot, Jesus of Suburbia, Holiday, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, mm-hmm. um, Give Me Novocaine, Wake Me Up Some When September Ends, mm-hmm. you know, Homecoming, What's Her Name, just they're, they're golden. And I mean, I can remember with my buddies jamming out to this song just the whole way through it. Nice. And it literally be like be like an hour and a half of just pure just pure attitude. And I don't know. I give it to Green Day. And I, their last album they just put out, not a huge fan of. I thought they're trying to revive some punk with a little bit of like yeah. creepy kind of pop. Can't say I've listened to it. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. It's not good. From a Die Hard Granny fan, it's not good. Wow. But I still love the band and I still love the guys and I that's my four, man. That's that's solid. I'm a, I'm a I had to, I had to throw it in there. I mean, I remember yeah. like being at middle school, like middle school dance and you know. Holiday comes on and everybody's going crazy. And I was at a Green Day concert one time down at Temple University. Nice. And I sat out in the cold for probably it was like early February. And I think I sat out in the middle of you know, right around Temple University. If you've ever been down in that area, it's not a nice it's a area. It's a not city a nice area. Really love, man. Yeah. Well there wasn't a whole lot of love going on. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the McDonalds next door to the arena we were at, I think it got robbed probably four times while just in the few hours I was waiting outside. I mean, it was, it was bad, but probably one of the best concerts I've ever been to as far as an artist having an emotional connection with the fans. Not so much just people screaming, yelling, you know, celebrating songs, but like just it's like an emotional level. Like they, they don't have to get people fired up. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. That's my four. So a little bonus segment here i guess maybe not a segment i don't know what i'm talking about but uh whenever you say green day this was my number five right Uh and i it could have made its way into number four but it's been so long that i listened to it Mm -hmm. and i honestly forget the name of the album but it was lincoln park okay Mm -hmm. like their first album yep so whatever it was but it, it, it whenever you're talking about green day it took me back to just then too where it's like it was pre-middle school. I might have been like in fourth grade, mm-hmm. fifth grade or whatever, and it came out. And I remember it to this day where we were going on a field trip to Pittsburgh 
So fourth grade field trip to Pittsburgh, yeah. right? So it was about like probably a two-hour drive on a bus or whatever. Right. And we were going there to the Carnegie Science Center Museum. And like all my buddies were talking about like they're going to bring their CD player and uh, listen to whatever CD or yeah. whatever. And like Lincoln Park was big then. So it's like, okay, cool. Like I got to go out with mom and like buy this CD so like I can fit in with these kids or whatever. But I didn't have a CD player. Mm-hmm. I had a cassette player. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So Ooh. I had a cassette player, yeah. and it wasn't mine. It was my mom's because my mom would take walks and play her so cassettes or whatever. Like a Beach Boys cassette in there or something. Or... Kenny Rogers, brother. Kenny Rogers. Yes, Kenny Rogers. That's great. Rest in peace. So brother. much more respect for rest your mom in peace, right now. Kenny. Yes, rest in peace, Kenny. Yeah, but uh, so I didn't have the CD player, so I showed up ready for. The field trip with my cassette player, mm-hmm. my Lincoln Park cassette. Look, looking like a BA, huh? <laughs> a real BA. Yeah. Badass motherfucker. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, I remember it to this day because like I was trying to hide it, trying to make it yep. look like a CD player. So. That's good. So funny, but like I said, I don't even remember the name of the album. I just remember like. I listened to it on repeat yeah, because, great. like, that was literally the only cassette CD yeah. that I had, and it's like, oh yeah, like I'm cool, I'm fitting in. Yeah, uh, BA. That's BA. awesome. So uh, that's awesome. I think that was a good review. That was that was a good solid eight albums that absolutely between us both that I would throw up there with the best of any of them. Absolutely. I was it was real hard for me to keep Jason Aldean off that list, and it was really hard for me to not have three yeah. of them be uh, Eric Church. I know, Eric Church, man, he's, I would venture to say, probably my favorite country artist just because everything we talked he's about already. Coming out here in a couple And weeks. great concerts. Oh, so. Amazing. So well, good. I think that does a pretty so good. I'm going to throw a curveball at you, Clayton. Oh, here we go, here we go. So, uh, so I gave you the segments we were going to talk about today. And uh, since we started talking about COVID a little bit, we're going to have a bonus segment here for our audience so what's one thing that you have done during the quarantine that you wouldn't have done if there was no quarantine? So one thing that you have done. One thing that's different. And one thing that's maybe different for you or something, a hobby that you picked up or how you're spending your time or. So I think, I think a lot of things haven't changed for me because mm-hmm. I'm one of those guys that, you can throw whatever rules and regs at me. I'm, I'm going to do what I got to do regardless. But I got to say the thing I've done more so is probably it's probably a toss-up between spend more time with family, but also I'd say probably focus it on myself um, as far as like, you know, trying to, you know, get work and stuff lined up, you know, not working my regular jobs to find another work and kind of just bettering myself. And, and I, yeah, I think it's probably spend more time with family. Um, Steve, but Steve. it's but listen, it's not it's Steve. not like it's not like a, that's what that's definitely what's happened more. I think if I want to be real frank about it, I think the thing has changed the most. Is I drink a lot more beer now. <laughs> I mean, I had an emergency. Whatever you're hanging out with family, right? <laughs> yeah, I wish. I mean, if anybody that's ever been to my place, you know that when you walk in and in my laundry room, there's a wall stacked with cases of beer, and that's my emergency stock. 
and you know that week two, <laughs> the quarantine, that emergency stocks start getting really low. Going so, back, man, you remember how everybody was like fretting, like, hey, they're going to close down the beer stores, the oh, liquor store. And Same like the liquor store, I loaded the up. entire town's going crazy to the liquor stores, to the to the Walmart's yeah. and the toilet paper and yeah. all that. Seems like it was so long ago. I want some stats from like Capital One or like Discover Card and stuff, and I want to see how many credit cards have either been maxed out at like yeah. liquor stores and beer stores. I want to see if they can get a number of like total. I want to see like some total sales for alcohol. There, like right before they announced, like that those things were going to stay open, at least in Pennsylvania. Absolutely. Smokes too, cigarettes. Yeah, so, they were a big thing. That, I have a that friend in town that owns a few, uh, not smoke shops, but cigarette, cigarette stores. Yeah. And tobacco uh, store. It was whenever we were on spring break, so I would go on some runs with him where yeah. he was running all over the state, taking cartons and cartons and cartons of cigarettes to these various stores, and he was like. Because I, like I said, I don't smoke. So it's like I know they're expensive, but like there was one point where we had $70,000 worth of cigarettes in the back of a yeah. little minivan just making all these runs because they were selling out, man, yeah. and in, in hours. What's crazy to me is that they continuously raise taxes and stuff on tobacco products, and nothing deters people, man. That addiction is strong. Oh, yeah, they will. They will do what they got to do to get it. But that, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Everybody stocks up, and so I would say, I'd say, the thing that changed the most during quarantine is seeing the family a little more, which is a good thing, and Absolutely. then drink a lot more beer and other. Just stuff. more free time. You're hanging out, throwing a few back, having a good time, right? Yeah, and and, and we'll, we'll quote a we'll quote a Luke Combs song here off his latest album, you know, One Too Many. And uh, when he says that, uh, you know, once he starts, you know, there ain't no stopping. It's all about you. Yeah, that, that's me, man. Once, once I, once I get two, you can get, you can have me have one or two beers. But after that, it's just game on. One or two, you're safe. Three, it's yeah. Well, once, one, yeah. Well, if I if I tip yeah. over that second mark, yeah, it's just it's all downhill from there. Yeah. What about you? What about you? What's changed the most? So definitely, still been working a lot. Maybe even more than whenever we were in person and everything was back to normal, but, uh, picked up another hobby besides this little podcast gig we've got going. Start playing video games again, man. That's, that's also an addiction. It's not a yeah. hobby. That's an addiction. It, it might be an addiction too. You well, know? What video games are you playing? You oh playing? man. So, you got like so right post quarantine, um, one of our friends had a Nintendo switch and my wife and I would play with them and their, their kid and she's like, man, like, this was fun. Like, if we threw the kid out and actually played, like, with us, where, like, you didn't have to meet the kid's needs or whatever, like, this would be a lot of fun. So I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to surprise her. I'm going to go out and get a Switch, and uh, we're going to play together. Yeah. Like, just pass some time or whatever, because we knew the inevitable was coming, and there was going to be a lot of at-home time. So went down to Walmart, sold out. I'm like, Holy moly, like, yeah. like I knew they were popular, but they were completely sold out. So went over to GameStop, and they have one left. One left with, like, two controllers left. And that's, that's all pressure. they had. That's pressure. Oh, it's like, okay. It. So I got it, and they ended up being, like, sold out for, like, months after that. Mm-hmm. And, like, apparently I heard a thing on the radio where, aside from, like, the toilet paper and everything else that was being ransacked, like Nintendo Switches, you couldn't get them anywhere, hmm. where just so many of them were being sold. So started playing that a little bit. We play uh, a little bit of Mario Party. Yeah. 
And then uh, I got into probably super nerd status and started playing Smite. So Smite. Smite. It's a it's a free game. Um, they they have like esports tournaments, right. so it's free. And then you just pay for you play as like gods, where you attack the other gods yeah. or whatever. Um, so it's like I forget exactly what they call it, but it's like it's a multiplayer. You play against other players, whatever, um, in an arena style. And uh, yeah, so you just pay for like perks along with it, but you yeah. can play completely free. But uh, people dropped some dollars on it. So, yeah, I started playing a little Smite with wow. some friends. So any free time that I have, it's it's going to that. It's going to my wife is really big into Pokemon Go. So, again, like super nerd status maybe. Yeah, you're not, but, uh, you're not helping yourself at all. Pro- probably not, but, hey, I'm cool hey, with those people. Hey, you got to do something. It's better than, yeah, so, you're not doing something illegal. So we go on walks with our little pup that we just got a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And, uh Turn on the Pokemon Go, catch some Pokies, uh, battle. And, uh, now, when I play video games, I play Madden. Madden? Straight Madden? I, I used to be big so Madden. I'm a big, I'm a big Madden guy. Um, I, well, I used to play GTA a lot. Uh, yeah? Now, so like, now I play Red Dead Redemption. Oh, okay. So that, that Madden on Xbox. And I have a PlayStation. But the only thing I, only thing I play on PlayStation is MLB The Show when it comes out. Oh, I yeah. I get this year. I was so, I'm so revolted that the fact that MLB commissioner and players association can't agree on starting up the season. That I refuse to buy the game. It's sad. So I, didn't even, I didn't even give them the benefit of the doubt of the copyright and the licensing. Money. Yeah. Tough so, situation. What side are you taking on that one? So talk a little bit of sports here before we uh, end our episode. Um, hundred percent on the player side. Player side. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I think now, I, as much as the business side of me wants to say, well, you're not playing full season. Yep. You should be paid based on what you're playing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they already made. You know, you already get, had them do like a 50% cut or whatever. And then you had them do out of that fit. And then you wanted them to take it down to like 30. It's like pick a number. So if you're still going to have anywhere near or close to half the games of the season, you give them 50% of the salary. Or somehow you you, know, you, you prorate it in some way. But, I mean, they're, they're sure there wasn't anything in their contracts that had anything to do about the a pandemic. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. that came in about a pandemic. So what do you, so what do, you do? I'm, I'm on the player side. But at the same time... I don't care. We just need to get it done. We need some we baseball. Do. We, we do. need some sports here. And they need to get it done now because there's no other sports on, man. Nope. So right I, now is prime I, time. I, I definitely agree with you and probably I think lean the, NBA, the player side. And, but. and the NBA, they, they made strides to kind of get something done. But at the same time, I think that format is going to end up being somewhat of a disaster. But I mean, we'll save that for you know next time. But, yeah, I think, that, I think MLB needs to get there. Get their act together. Here you start playing. Every day that passes, it's it's more money. It's 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 a tough situation. I can see both sides of it, you know, because it's yeah, like I can see both sides. Yeah. We need to prorate their salaries, right? Yeah. But then at the same time, if we're coming back and having games on TV, like yeah, those contracts are there, but what are those contracts going to look like? And then yeah. from the other side of it, we're not having fans here, yeah. so we're losing a lot of revenue in ticket sales and concessions and parking, so on and so forth, where it's it's tough. So and I think what needs to happen is obviously the Players Association is going to try to get the most for the athletes as possible. Absolutely. But somebody that's, the, you know, a neutral party needs to sit down mm-hmm. with the heads of the, you know, the whatever you want to call them, the captains or the leaders of the, the Players Association, you know, the, the top players that do a lot of the speaking. They need to say, like, look, we're, we're going to struggle to pay you, you know, your full contracts because 
there's you know there's no fans in the stadiums. Yep. So so we don't have the revenue coming in from merchandise. We don't have it coming in from concessions, from parking, for and ticket sales. That that is what pays their salaries. I mean, a lot of it is is your sponsorship TV deals, deals and, and things like that. Yep. Your TV deals, but I mean, so someone just that's on neutral sides needs to say, hey, this is why we can't you know pay this much. You know, you understand, and and honestly, I think it needs to come down to like, hey, the owners need to be in on it too. Like right now, it's like communication between the commissioner's office and the player association. The owners need to have say too because I know they're missing and making money. Yeah. You know, so uh, I think somebody's good. I think it just I, has to happen. But the thing is, most of the players have come out you know, on social media and said like, hey, you just, well, you know, we just want it to be fair. You name, the, you know, the day and the place. We'll be there, ready to play. Let's go. Um, but I think also like right now, if you got a tentative date and like a tentative plan, you can make it just like the NFL just opened up back up their facilities. You can make it right now. Like let's not have like they're talking about having a, a spring training. Mm-hmm. Let's skip that. Make players right now have a mandatory training camp mm-hmm. of some sort, and then we can skip right into you know sixty five game season. And that's the like thing that. where we're at the point too, where it's like yeah, like do a do a week. Let's get back in shape. Let's yeah. get together. I mean. You're definitely in shape as a baseball player, but you can get away with it a little bit, have yeah. a phase-in period. Let's just get some product in front of our fans, man, because we're the only sport that's going to be on. Yeah, there's so much money to be made from a business standpoint. And honestly, I think from a it would do so much from a psyche standpoint for everybody in the oh, nation. Oh, like, cool. even if necessarily you don't like sports or you don't like baseball. You're going to tune into this, man. Summertime baseball is the only reason. It's America. It's America. Yeah. Yeah, it's American pastime. And Major League Baseball, baseball in the summer is the only reason I pay for cable television. Yeah. Because everything else, you know, I can get like general sports and ESPN and stuff on Fire Sticks and Hulu mm-hmm. and Netflix and whatever. Um, but like, I, I, I want to see my baseball. I want my baseball on like channels that you can't get on basic, you know, television and, yep. and Netflix and stream and stuff. So like, Come on, baseball. Figure it out, guys. If the commissioner's figure listening, it out. I know it's it tough, but so, let's figure so, it out. It's all about the game, man. Both sides, bend a little bit, give us our baseball back. We want baseball back. I think that's a good end of and, the segment. And, and set the tier for we, our we hashtag the segment. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Hashtag. Send it to MLB. I'm sending it to the commissioner. And bring back the Haven Underground. For our second episode. Yeah, I think we'll be back. I think it was a good episode. I think we'll be back. Heck yeah. I think we'll be back. Follow us, like us, give us our comments, and thank you for listening to Haven Underground.